This episode of Sauce Mama is brought to you by Dairy Farmers A2 Goodness Plus Prebiotic Milk. We've heard a lot about the importance of good gut bugs, but what these tiny organisms eat to survive is just as vital. They feed on prebiotics. And a super easy way to get prebiotics into your kid's diet is through the milk they drink. Containing only the A2 protein plus added prebiotics, Dairy Farmers A2 Goodness Plus Prebiotics is goodness from free-roaming, pasture-raised cows. Dairy Farmers, here's to good. We invite you to join the most exclusive, inclusive club for special needs mamas, Source Mama. Unapologetically candid, uncut and heartbreakingly real, whilst uniting, elevating and fiercely empowering. Join the greatest pride of lionesses ever to have walked the earth at saucemama.com.au or Instagram or Facebook, follow at saucemama. I'm Rachel Williams and I'm really excited to be your host for the inaugural and ongoing Sauce Mama podcast. And today we're joined by one of the most amazing women I know, the founder of Source Kids magazine, which then grew to become a Source Kids expo that's inspired and helped hundreds and thousands of people around the country, and now the creator of the media phenomenon that is going to be Source Mama. I am, of course, talking about the beautiful Emma Price. Welcome, Emma. Hi, Rach. How are you going? I'm so well, and I'm so excited that we can finally meet up via the uh, online world to uh, to launch Source Mama podcasts. Absolutely, it's very exciting. This has been a, a little while in the making, so I'm really excited to to get our podcasts um, up and going, as well as everything else that we've we've um, got planned for for Source Mama. Now, I know you, you're one of these amazing superwomen who doesn't really sleep, I don't think. Let's, uh, let's go back a little bit to, to the start of your journey, because I know a lot of people do know your amazing story and that of your family. But let's actually go back to the beginning. Why did Source Mama evolve from, from Source Kids? Yeah, well, I, I guess, you know, we, as most people know in our story, uh, we had a little girl, Charlotte, who had Angelman syndrome. And she was diagnosed when she was one year old with the the rare condition. Um, and I guess we were thrown into this this world of you know special needs parenting that you know was really uncharted waters. And we we had no idea what we were in for. We were thrown in um, a diagnosis on a piece of paper and sent off to research some some medical websites. So, and I know many others stories and you know starts to their you know special needs parenting journey is really similar so I guess we we battled through it for a couple of years and you know tried to find all of the help that we could we tried to arm ourselves with all the information Um, but I guess you know there was there was lots of information out there but it was really out of date it was not relevant to Charlotte's needs and you know it was just it was just so hard to find good information and so I guess, you know, we were, I can remember James and I, my husband, we're um, holidaying in Noosa, having a little child-free time. 
as you do. <laughs> Subsequently, we now live here. But, um, you know, we had a little getaway at the time. And I remember being in the pool and we met up with some other friends up here who were doing a similar thing in a completely different industry. But I was like, well, why isn't there like one one source of information that everyone can go to that's going to go and find the, the best information and the best products out there and the best services and, and put it into one spot so people don't have to waste their time, you know, going out to find it. And I guess that's that's where Source Kids started, in a pool in Noosa. Well, that's a wonderful story. A lot of things have probably started in a pool in Noosa, but we won't go there today. Why, why did you then decide to go down this track of, of doing the podcast, which we're launching today? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, having spent quite a number of years now building Source Kids, we started back in 2014, so six years ago. And, you know, from, from where we started, I've seen the the growth in, in what we do at Source Kids. And, you know, we started as this little magazine and we, I think, printed about a thousand copies of a 40 page mag and had a, you know, really skeleton staff and a, you know, a a website we put together. But over the six years, I've seen the growth that's come about because of, um, you know, helping so many families. And, you know, we've grown on to become, you know, launch a whole range of different channels. And when we first started, social media didn't exist. So obviously we now have, you know, all of our social media channels and, um, you know, 12,000 people on our email subscriber base that are all wanting information. Um, And, you know, obviously our expos that have now launched and our magazine, which has gone gone from strength to strength over over the years. So I think, you know, whilst Source Kids um, has a really um, strong importance in the community, it's really about empowering and educating families so that they can make sure their child's got access to the best of the best, the best product services to to help them. But, you know, it became apparent along the way that, you know, there wasn't much out there for the mums. And, you know, it's a really important audience, the special needs mums wear a really heavy load on their shoulders. And, you know, we wanted to develop something that was going to help support them. Well, let's talk a little bit about your experience as a special needs mum. You've obviously got two beautiful, healthy, bouncing boys in your life, plus James, your husband. Um, <laughs> three. <laughs> so definitely three. Um, let's talk a little bit about Charlotte. Now, obviously, the last few weeks have been really tough for you and your family because it was the anniversary of, of her passing, which still makes me um, feel really tingly and, and teary. What was it like looking back at, at Charlotte's life? How difficult really was it for you as a a first-time mum being overwhelmed by that diagnosis um, and having to to live that reality? Yeah, I think, you know, we've we've spent a lot of time reflecting over the last last few weeks and, you know, I, I think back to those early days and, you know, it was... You know, for her, it was, you know, it was always a struggle for most kids with special needs. They just, they try so hard. They're, you know, there's so much therapy. There's so much that they need to focus on and, and work on. And, you know, the simplest of skills takes such a long time to be able to acquire and and um, master, I guess. So I look back and I just think, you know, how determined she was and um, to, to, you know, reach those milestones and, you know, how amazing it was to see her you know, reach those, um, you know, do something that we've been work- we've been working for months on, um, you know, and how, you know, it was so satisfying for her to see her accomplish something and she had a little bit of a sass about her when she, you know, finally managed to do something. So, you know, I just reflect back on her and she's, you know, was just the most 
beautiful, beautiful um, girl. And I think anyone that that met Charlotte would would agree. She was fairly endearing. She was a social little miss. It was nothing for her to grab a complete stranger into a, a bear grip hug, which is fairly notorious. She for, wouldn't have coped very well with COVID-19, would she? <laughs> oh, we, we've had a few giggles through COVID, just, you know, reflecting back, thinking, wow, there, there would be no social distancing with Charlotte. <laughs> like she just, she didn't get the concept. So <laughs> it would have been a really, really challenging time for yeah. us. I don't think we would have been able to leave home. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a bit of a cliche, but I really feel that the world, especially in the Australian disability sector, is a better place because of her. And she's left this amazing legacy now that you're, you and James and, and your boys are continuing to, to go through. Like that's kudos to you. Like that is such an amazing thing to be able to keep fighting that fight for her and on behalf of all the thousands of people around the country that are still fighting that fight. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really important. And, you know, you hear other other mums who have lost kids and, you know, it's all about making their lives count, um, making sure that, you know, they've had an impact on the world. And, you know, Charlotte wasn't here for a long time, but, you know, she certainly made a big impact in the time that she was here. And, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we are today. You know, I, there's no way, you know, 11 years ago before Charlotte was born, that I would have thought that I would be doing what I do now. You know, I was in a, doing marketing and media and comms, as you know, we've worked together for a long time pre-source now. So, um, you know, I, it's certainly not a path that I would have ever chosen nor thought that I would go down. And I think, you know, her, she's she's forced, you know, our entire family down this, you know, this pathway and this journey. And even Ollie's just so excited. And we had, you know, was driving to school the other day and Source Kids was on the radio and they were talking about, it was early in the year about, you know, our brand ambassadors and mum, and he was like, mum, Source Kids is famous. We were on the radio. So, you know, he's so, so proud. And it's just, yeah, I, I'm super proud of of everything that, you know, our team's been able to achieve and, and what, what has, you know, what impact she's made on the world. Yeah. One word that you've you've used and, and is used regularly um, amongst people um, who have children with a disability is that isolation. Did you experience that yourself? Because I know that this Source Mama um, group really is aimed at reducing those isolation um, elements. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a, it's a different path being a special needs mum. Um, and I think once you're sort of thrust into this new world and, you know, your, your other friendship groups and, and everyone that you've known along the way are going in a, a different path to you, they're, you know, they're going left, you're going right and your experiences are so much different to theirs. So I think it can be really isolating. You, you know, you lose track of, you lose touch, I suppose, with friends um, and you lose relevance to friends because your social life changes it's not as easy just to whip around to someone's house for a barbie on the weekends. Um, and I guess, you know, even from a, a work point of view, many parents are challenged with what they're able to, you know, do from a work capacity because, you know, the caring role is fairly significant and, you know, time consuming as well. So, and, you know, the energy levels as well. So, you know, it's, it is really isolating. And, you know, I guess that's why Source Mama started was you know to really build that connection and that support network for particularly the mums out there who are you know typically the the CEOs of the families and they're the the multitaskers and they're juggling multiple things at any one time so you know it's really important to I think 
break down um, the silos and and help them out of that you know feeling of isolation and that there's no one there for them and no one that understands what they're going through. I think one thing that I've noticed, you know, having been involved with Source Kids from its very first beginning that we discussed it over a, a bottle of bubbles one day and um, and now, you know, to hosting elements of your expos and, and now being so proud to be involved with the podcast. One thing I've really noticed is how amazing and supportive the network of people involved with Source Kids and the disability sector in general really are. You're so optimistic. Um, always see, you know, the glass half full when you would be forgiven for, for doing the exact opposite. What is it about either, you know, the disability sector or the, the actual Source Kids family that you've helped create that, that helps you get through these really challenging times? Yeah, I think, I think community in the disability space is, is really important for families. And I've been really, really lucky right from the beginning of when Charlotte was diagnosed. I've had an amazing support network around me. Um, and I remember when she was first diagnosed, I came across a website called Molly's Voice and connected with her mum, Megan Cross, who, along with another um, beautiful mum, Jen, set up the Foundation of Angelman Syndrome Therapeutics. And, you know, they were really focused on research and trying to find a cure for the condition. Um, but I guess along with that came an amazing friendship, an amazing community of other parents raising kids with Angelman. And, you know, we'd share share stories and we'd, you know, celebrate all the the highs that, you know, come with, you know, parenting and achievements, we'd share advice and information. But we'd also sell it, you know, be there for each other when it was, you know, the lowest of lows, when our kids were in hospital, when they were battling seizures and when meds wouldn't, you know, wouldn't over be able to, you know, um, overcome the seizures and things like that. And, you know, I've, I've been super, super lucky to have such an incredible group around me. And even now, you know, with Charlotte not being here, they're, they're still my family. I'm still, I'm still watching on and seeing their kids grow and so proud of what their kids are, are doing and achieving. Um, and, you know, they're constantly checking in with me. I'll get, you know, messages and um, calls and whatnot just to check in that I'm okay and that our family's okay. Um, so I've, I've been really, really lucky, but I guess there's lots of people out there that aren't so lucky, that haven't been fortunate enough to have that kind of community around them. Uh, so I guess, you know, again, it's where Source Mama comes in and, you know, I've taken my experiences and particularly over the last 12 months, you know, my community have been incredible. And, you know, obviously they've, they've looked on at what we've gone through and, you know, no doubt they've thought many times, well, that could have been us or that could still be us because, you know, seizures in Angelman syndrome are a, a very real, um, a real worry um, and they're very hard to control and manage. Um, so I'm sure lots of them, you know, have been looking on thinking, wow, that, that could have very easily been us. But despite it all, they're still being really, really encouraging and really supportive of, you know, and, you know, been, been there for us when we've needed them. And I suppose this, um, the Facebook group that you've, um, established associated with Source Mama, that's a private, um, really safe space for people to go and, and discuss their fears and concerns and celebrate their milestones. 
Yes, yes. Um, I've been blown away by just the openness and the, the honesty that's come with, with our closed Facebook group and, and across all of our channels, really. We're, we're only with Source Mama, our channels, we're only about maybe 10 weeks new now. We launched during the, the depths of COVID and we, we've only been around a short time. Um, but, you know, phenomenally, we've, you know, we've, we've got a huge support out there. We've got 700 community members that are so engaged and, you know, so find it such a valuable space to, to share. And, you know, we're having lots of people out there saying, oh, hey, this is me. This is my kids. This is, you know, what I love to do or, you know, asking for advice about particular subjects or trying to find, you know, providers and things like that, or even just picking each other up when, when things are low. We had a a beautiful story the other day of one mum and she posted in this in our page that she was really just didn't feel like she fitted in anywhere she you know she didn't have a child at this school she didn't have that car she didn't have this particular house um, and whatnot and she just said I just don't feel like I really fit anywhere and one of the other gorgeous mamas on the page said well I, I think you've just found your place so you know it's it's really it's awesome to hear those kind of comments on there because that's what we're really striving to be is a, a really safe place where people are happy to you know air their dirty laundry if they're having a really bad day they're able to say it and you know there's no judgment because we all we all wear the same <laughs> wear the same hat and we all have great days and we all have all have some pretty low days as well so it's just awesome I'm just so so happy we've been able to create that and you know it's just it's growing so much as well we've got more and more people joining every day what's the um you, we mentioned a minute ago about how when you first started social media wasn't even a thing gosh we're so old now aren't we um what's been the biggest change during your source kids journey that you've noticed um you know that can now allow you to obviously do these facebook groups and podcasts like compared to when you started to now what's been the biggest change for you uh i think for our industry, it's certainly the the NDIS. It's been it's been the biggest game changer over the last few years for for many families um, and for the industry. So, I guess with the NDIS, it's the good, the bad, and the ugly. It hasn't always been a, a perfect journey, and there's lots of families that have really struggled um, coming to grips with NDIS. Um, there's been a lot of I think not. Um, I can't think of the word, but, you know, not a fair outcome for all. So some families have had great, great outcomes and great packages. And then you've got other people that just don't get nearly enough dollars to cover the most basic of, you know, continence aids or something like that. So but is that I improved? think it's been a... De definitely. I think, you know, there's been a lot of learnings along the way. Um, and I think families are growing with it. I think the NDIA have learnt along the way as well. And I think everyone's sort of starting to, um, you know, get some successes out of it. And I'm hearing so many, you know, great success stories out there of families that, you know, people achieving amazing things through being able to participate in particular programs or get the right therapy that they need or have the right products and services that allow them to, you know, live a, a really fulfilled life. So I think it, lots of learnings, um, but, you know, great success stories now. And I think our industry overall has benefited. Um, I mean, it's been a really challenging industry to navigate 
across the, the last six years as from a business point of view as well. Um, it's not a lot of providers in that space. So the NDIS is seeing a lot more providers, a lot more products, services, tech that's, you know, uh, really cool, innovative tech products out there. And I think it's, you know, it's sort of revolutionised the in industry a lot. Um, it's gone from, you know, all the equipment being a, a nice hospital shade of grey or yeah. blue or something, you know, ugly like that to being really fun and vibrant. And the industry, I think, is really thinking about the, the end user and what their needs are rather than just this is what we've got. So you'll just have that. And what about inclusion? I, I know that you've got the Dylan Alcotts of the world who get out there and, and say it as it is when it needs to be said. But you've also got, you know, mums in the suburbs who have gained this confidence and ability to actually call out things when they're not right. And they've been given platforms now on traditional um, media and also obviously new modern media to actually be able to get their stories across, which historically they would never have even dreamed of being able to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely agree. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's, you know, it's, it's bringing inclusion to the forefront of so many people's minds now. And I know that just in general, the community is so much more accepting of disability these days. Like there's still a long way to go, don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, campaigns around, you know, stop staring and say hello, those kind of campaigns were fantastic because that was one thing that always used to really bug me. We'd go out into the community and, um, you know, people would be too frightened. They'd sort of stare at us and look and they'd be too frightened to you know, come up and say hi. And I just felt like saying, come over, say hi. You know, Charlotte won't bite. She might give you a massive bear hug, but, you know, or strangle hold, but, you know, she's she's not going to bite. So I think that's, you know, that's been a, a, a really great thing. And so many advocates out there for their kids standing up and setting the record straight and calling people you know, when they make, you know, calls about using particular language through, through the media. Um, you know, tennis players who have, you know, I won't name names, but used a word that was um, fairly inappropriate for, you know, in society these days. So, you know, that putting those people to task and making them think about, you know, what they're saying and doing and how that makes others feel. What else needs to change, Emma? Ah. Uh, Lots. <laughs> um, I, I think we've we've come a long way. I think you know inclusion's a big one. I think you know accessibility um, is a big one. I think there's been a lot of improvements made, but I still think there can be um, better um, accessibility across a range of you know through um, technology, through you know being out and about in the community, you know shops and um, places of businesses and restaurants, making sure that they're accommodating the amount of restaurants that I've been in with a pram that. It's, you know, <laughs> amount of people in restaurants that walk through and, you know, run a coffee right in front of Charlotte's arms and she's got really quick hands. So, you know, the, just those sorts of things, just that awareness and accessibility um, of venues, shops, footpaths that have no ending and you're trying to take a stroller that's not meant for off-road, off-road. Um, so I think that's a, a big one. Um, but I, the other area that I think could um, improve quite a bit is around connection for families. I think, you know, despite everyone's best attempts, you know, there's still a lot of families out there really struggling um, and really just, you know, getting one foot in front of the other and sometimes not even that. So I think, you know, there's, as we've already talked about, there's a lot of isolation out there. There's a lot of families that just really need some support. They just really need a break, I think. So, you know, hopefully the work that we're doing will, you know, help with that as well over time as we grow and reach more families we hope that we can we can help that and obviously other 
programs and um, you know channels out there that are also you know not doing exactly what we're doing but similar in a way to support families. So we'd hope to be able to do these um, podcasts in person. Obviously, COVID has prevented that. I'm down here in freezing Tassie um, and you're up in that sunny, sunshine state, but our borders aren't open to one yes. another. What, how challenging no. has COVID been for you and your business and, and what you've been trying to do? Obviously, it's, it's helped as far as giving you time at home to sit down and do some projects. Yeah, oh, it's 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 been a, a big change, but I think as a business, we've we've really pivoted and been able to um, amend what we do and change and and grow and and roll out some new digital content that has been able to, you know, counteract the challenges, which is really around physically being able to get a magazine out there has been really hard for us because. You know, for a long time, their schools were closed. So, you know, they're a, a big channel for us getting the magazine out there. Um, and also, of course, our, our expos where, you know, we've been so excited. We're just, we're busting to get them get them um, underway and roll them out. So that's been really hard because our audience needs don't go away. They still need to find products and services and equipment and the businesses um, supporting them still need a way of being able to reach them and, and interact. So, you know, there's this really, really big need for our expos to occur. It's been, you know, 12 months now since we've been able to run one. So we're really excited. We've, we're hoping that Brisbane will be able to run at the end of November. We're fairly confident. Um, oh, so start getting crossed, my bikini but... body ready, shall I? <laughs> Hopefully our borders are open for you. <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, some of the, the great stuff we've done though, like is, you know, we've really flipped and we, we produced some digital magazines um, and they were huge. Like the response to them, we did a three-part COVID series tackling all the you know sort of the the when everyone was in the depths of COVID and then sort of the the road to recovery and then the recovery that wasn't really quite a recovery because obviously you know some some states were affected by a second stage of COVID so you know we've adapted we've rolled out a lot more digital content um we pushed go on source mama really quickly in the end um it was always our plan to launch it, but we we did it in a much bigger way than what we had originally planned um, and put a lot more effort and focus in it because it was really apparent once sort of everyone got through the shock of, of COVID and it hitting everyone that, you know, then became the next stage where parents were like, oh, I'm not coping. I need some support. I need, I need to connect with other people because... I'm home with my child, my family, and I'm, I'm really struggling here. So, yeah, so I think whilst, you know, COVID's been a really, really scary time for a lot of people, we've, we've been able to adapt pretty quickly and I guess we're, we're a pretty small organisation, so it, we're fairly fluid in the way that we can adapt and, and change our plans fairly quickly. Now, I probably know the answer to this final question because I know you and you don't like to sit still for very long. But what's the um, what's the what's next for Source Kids, Source Mama? Where where are you headed? There's always something on the horizon, as you very well know. Um, yeah, James, my husband. Every time I say, "Hey, I've got an idea," he just cringes. He's like. Emma, stop. <laughs> but, you know, I, I won't stop till, you know, till we, we fully achieve what our plans are and, and, you know, grow bigger than what we are. So Source Mama will be, will be launching a brand new event series, which is going to be delivered in a fairly unique way. Um, and that will create a really intimate and, and indulgent experience for the, the mums out there. 
Um, we've got some great digital um, channels rolling out for Source Mama as well. So that's really exciting. Some new um, our Source Mama Lives, which will be coming in the next couple of weeks. Um, and that'll be some, some other sort of, you know, live chats with various people along the way and between the Source Mama girls. So look out for that one. <laughs> And um, and of course, over at Source Kids, we've yeah we've we've got some really innovative new tech um, stuff on its way that we'll be rolling out. So some new channels and new ways of being able to to help people. So there's yeah without giving too much away, there's there's always lots going on, which is how we roll at Source Kids. It's what we do. We're we're innovators here, and we've got a, an incredible team that. You know, we're just everyone's just so passionate about what we do that you know we're constantly coming up with new ideas and innovations and ways of doing things, which is great. I love it. You certainly, pardon me. You certainly are amazing, and and your team is as well. So, a big thank you for everything that you do on behalf of the entire um, disability community Australia wide, and um, a big thank you for being my first guest on the inaugural Source Mama podcast. It must be time to finish up because I need a water. Um, so yeah, pleasure. Big, I can't wait to listen into the pleasure. Thanks, thanks for chatting, and we we love you. We yeah, we all all the team here at Source Kids and Source Mama love you to bits. So um, we can't wait to listen into the rest of the podcast and the other awesome mums that you're going to chat to. Yeah. Well, I'm very proud to be a part of your family, and um, thank you so much. And we really look forward to um, your company over the coming weeks as we meet lots of very interesting guests that uh, Emma has got lined up for us. So I'm Rachel Williams. Thank you again um, on behalf of Source Mama and the entire Source Kids team for joining in and listening to this podcast today. We look forward to sharing plenty more inspirational journeys with you into the future. We invite you to join the most exclusive, inclusive club for special needs mamas, Source Mama. Unapologetically candid, uncut and heartbreakingly real, whilst uniting, elevating and fiercely empowering. Join the greatest pride of lionesses ever to have walked the earth at sourcemama.com.au or Instagram or Facebook, follow at Sourcemama. This episode of Source Mama is brought to you by Dairy Farmers A2 Goodness Plus Prebiotic Milk. We've heard a lot about the importance of good gut bugs, but what these tiny organisms eat to survive is just as vital. They feed on prebiotics. And a super easy way to get prebiotics into your kid's diet is through the milk they drink. Containing only the A2 protein plus added prebiotics, Dairy Farmers A2 Goodness Plus Prebiotics is goodness from free-roaming, pasture-raised cows. Dairy Farmers, here's to good.